Welcome to Don't Involve Me. This week is the ratings episode. We're going to be rating random things. And to start off, we're going to do some rapid rating with Mr. Tom. Hello, Tom. Hi, Jake. How hey. are you? Hello. Are you ready for this? Let's rapid rate, rapid rate some things. Rapid rate. So I'm just going to say the word. I'm just going to say something. You're going to rate it immediately. Okay. One through five, all right? Got it. All right. Warhammer. Five. Banana. It's a superior fruit. Four. Chocolate. Eh, three. I'm not a big chocolate guy. Romero. One. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Ro. Nah, Rose a five. <laughs> Ernie. Five. Cop out. <laughs> Captain America. That's America's ass. Five. <laughs> Cheese curds. Oh, five. Broccoli. Two. Don't evolve me. Definitely one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the, the transition line. Cue the music. Cue the music. The number, man. What? Oh, am I supposed to rate the music? Cue the music. Oh, I said cue the music. Oh, okay. Cue the music. Alright, welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash, Ketch, and Pikachu. We don't evolve, we just level up. And today we got Tom. Hello. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. You know, I gotta gotta be nerdier than you, so you know, I've gotta be on more episodes. <laughs> more episodes? Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like at first I was like, more episodes than me. I'm like, that's not, I mean. Not really possible, but I mean, I guess more episodes than everyone else. I gotta be nerdier than everyone else. But yeah. the host, I guess. I feel like you don't have to try. I think you just are, which is like a compliment. You know, no, I, it is a compliment. I accept that. I accept that. Mm-hmm. I've learned to embrace my nerddom. See, I was. Uh, uh, we have a Discord for all like the people who regularly come on the show, and I was asking like who wants to join for like a ratings episode, and no one. Like I like nothing. And I'm like, wait, who? I'm just gonna ask Tom. I mean, You're the first person I thought to ask specifically. The only reason I did it is just because I was busy that uh, last weekend. We were down at. Uh, Donut Pride with a couple of our friends nice. uh, down at the cities last week, so we were having a grand old time. Yeah, our uh, my stepson Scott he he was telling us this uh, past week that when he grows up, he wants to transform into a daycare lady. And of course, he's just a kid, but like at the time, like for us, we're like, hey man, whatever you want to grow up, like whatever you want to be, we we support you. Yeah. And if you want to be a daycare lady, go for it. I mean. Some of those uh, individual or some of those private uh, home daycares can they can pull in some money. They can. Uh, my mom does daycare. She pulls a decent amount. All right, so let's get into it. So I actually don't have anything nerdy on. I was going to pull out a hat. Completely forgot on the hat. You have a shirt. I, you wore the shirt before. Yeah, I had to go home and change quick. I pretty much picked up my kid from daycare, ran home. I was like, ah, I need a nerdy shirt. So because <laughs> you know, Jake yeah. asked me what I'm wearing. So yeah, it's just the, the old classic Black Templar. Don't you know, avenge me, brother. Nice. I mean, if you would have brought your uh, work shirt, I was going to rate it, and it's going to be a one. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, right. we actually didn't get T-shirts this year. So funny story for anybody that listened to the Wafest episode. Um, we tried to streamline our shirt production because we it always ended up being a mess. We always had extra, and so what we did is got a Zazzle account. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're just gonna we put up the link and said, if you guys want a T-shirt, you can take care of it yourself. They'll ship it to you. Our hands are totally clear. Like the first person that ordered one, 
immediately got a thing, a copyright infringement. <laughs> and uh, you probably don't know this, but Games Workshop, the company that makes Warhammer, mm-hmm. they're like legendary for protecting their IP. Hmm. Um, so we like took anything that was like Warhammer related out of the the message, and then it got flagged again the second time for being Squid Games. <laughs> and so we're like, you know, we better stop while we're ahead before we get sued or something yeah. like that. So it, yeah, we and normally you just went with playing shirts with numbers. Well, that was a plan to begin with, just for our theme of you know Squid, squid Games. Um, yeah, we were like, you know, it'd be really funny if we just got everybody in the tournament to be in green jumpsuits, and so we made nice. we made it happen. Nice. All right. So what are you what have you been nerding out on to lately? Oh well, I mean. No surprise here. Um, 10th edition 40K just dropped last Saturday. Oh, nice. So the uh, big box set that came out, uh, they always release one big box set. Yeah. It's like a really good value. It comes with two armies and, yeah, like a bunch of super sweet brand new models. Um, so, yeah, I've been I've been sitting there. My, my fingers are still full of super glue <laughs> and Maybe. all cut up from an exacto knife. Um, so yeah, I've just been doing a lot of modeling, putting yeah. that whole new box together. I, mean, he, I, I heard a lot at Walkfest that was a really big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's about every three-ish years they come out with a new edition, so it's always a fun, refreshing thing because yeah. you know you get a brand new game essentially, mm-hmm. and it's always you know with new like it's always they always release new models and things like that. So you know we get all nerdy about our plastic For toys sure. or soldiers. I uh, definitely do want to join you guys on one of these Tuesdays. Just last should. couple of Tuesdays were off. Well, I had to watch a Spider-Man movie, so. Yeah. Shout out to Sneak Attack Games and Wade Park. Anybody yeah. that's looking to nerd out and learn about Warhammer, come meet us on a Tuesday, 5 to 10. been there once to get the Charizard card that I have uh, appraised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were really nice about it. They were actually the store that gave us, uh, offered us the most. Nice. Did you I, end up selling it? No, I, I kept it. Okay. My, it was it was my friend's card at the time. She was trying to look to sell it, and didn't really like any of the numbers. And then she ended up as a housewarming gift. That was what she gave me. Nice. So, what, just out of curiosity, I have no idea about the the value of Pokemon cards. But... Um, if it's if it's like one of those first edition cards, uh, they I think the highest it's sold for is like, I know the highest that I remember is fifty k. Uh, the one that I have is like five hundred. I think I've seen it maybe mint edition like a thousand. Okay, but the guy offered like two hundred for it. I think my so my brother had a lot of Pokemon cards. My son just took them all. Um, he got them as you know just a gift because my brother didn't want them anymore. Yeah, but I know there was like a hollow Venusaur that uh, we looked up that I think was worth about two hundred and seventy bucks or something was, like that. Was so, it uh, Shadowless? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, that's the first edition. It is. Yeah, it was one of the first edition, like the first run mm-hmm. of it. But yeah. first edition cards are, yeah, they're worth a lot. Second, like the second, third editions of the same card are not as valuable. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that we were offered 220 for like all of it. Yeah. And 180 for the Charizard alone. Dude, I remember being in like elementary school and like, dude, like kids were trading. Like they were like, hey, mom, I need 50 bucks for this school project. <laughs> and they were like buying holographic Charizards and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. And they're just like, yeah. I wish I was smart enough to do that. I you don't know, know, I just, you know, if those kids kept that card nowadays and that turned into like mm-hmm. one of the 50 grand ones, they're going to be like, hey, see, mom, I told you. My cousin gave me a card and I traded my, uh, I traded the uh, Articuno that he had. He had the whole, all three legendary birds. But my favorite mod was, uh, I really like Kadabra. Because mm-hmm. I just watched the Sabrina episode, sure, where Kadabra just whipped uh, Ash's ass, mm. 
and uh, I traded Articuno for a regular, not a just a regular Cadabra. Oh man, Jake! I know my cousin was mad. I'm like, dude, don't give me cards then. Yeah. So that's what you do. All right, uh, I've been nerding on New Vegas. Nice. Um, I've so I know that we talked about doing a follow-up episode. Yes. I would like to say that uh, I'm prepping for that, but really, I was just I bought it. It was like seven dollars on Steam. So I bought it for my computer. For I think it's first game I bought. Nice for my computer. I'm gonna make a. Probably an unpopular comment here and say that New Vegas is probably my least favorite of all of them. I was going to ask you that question. Okay, what's is. your favorite then? Um, three. Okay, I love. I really like the setting of three. Nice. Um, me and me and Zaf have been arguing the last like week or so about Fallout. Which one's the best? What's mm-hmm. the, the better one? Me and her brother, we were we we're all New Vegas. Actually, her, both her brothers are like we're all in New Vegas, and she's the only one's like four. Four is better. I'm like gameplay four is better, but like overall story, I like New Vegas. The three, I don't mind, but I, I just really like the, yeah, the reason why I really like New Vegas, and we won't get too in the depth of this. Yep, that's another the, episode. <laughs> the reason why I really like New Vegas is just the factions aspect of it, and that's why I'm like I'm just playing off all the factions. Like that's my favorite part of New Vegas. Yeah, that was yeah, that was definitely a good part of it. Because um, I mean, basically, it allowed you to play the game like three different ways, you know, three different mm. times, and have a kind of a new story each time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like the, I think just the environment. Like I hated just running across blank open desert. It is constantly. not. It's not. It's not pretty. Yeah, and I didn't like the real the realistic like guns. You know, like how they had made all the guns look like real world guns. Mm-hmm. I really liked that, like, you know, dystopian future fifties yeah. style for everything that they made in like three and four. Yeah, they they definitely went with like the outlaw cowboy feel mm-hmm. to it. I don't know. I I still really like the game. I I do agree that Fallout Four best gameplay. Just if you want to pick up the game and just play it for the gameplay aspect alone, Fallout Four is the best. I still think New Vegas is best story-wise, but mixture of all, I can see why someone would argue three. Four is uh, two. I think they have the most factions that you can play as or play through with. I think so. I just I feel like it's uh, more black and white, whereas like the factions uh, in New Vegas is like they all have like their own goals or they just exist. Like they don't. I guess like in Fallout Four, they all have their own goals. Mm. Each faction has their own goals, their own philosophy. It was a very philosophical game, but I don't know if Fallout's a game for. Oh, I, I enjoy philosophy, but I, I guess like the philosophy they're going for is more sci-fi than yeah. I was hoping for. So I feel like it was a little bit different because each faction is there's no inherently good faction yeah. in four except the Minutemen because they're basically just the militia of the wasteland trying to make it so. They're just trying to make everything peaceful. Yeah, they're just trying to make stuff peaceful. Even like the um, what is it, the underground, like the underground railroad. Yeah, ones that are trying to like free the synths or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even they kind of are evil in a way because they use a lot of shady tactics to get what they want. Yeah, I mean the best way to do it honestly is just play part way through so you get all of the buffs mm-hmm. and like unlockables, and then just go and you know murder everybody. Oh, yeah, that's. I agree. All right. 
That was our preview for the Fallout yeah, video game go. nostalgia episode. Stay tuned. That's, I think, probably this month. Probably this month. I think after I finish New Vegas, I'm going to be like, all right, let's talk about it. Uh, I also watched Avatar. Not Airbender, but Avatar, Avatar. Uh, Way of the Water. James Cameron. Not, no, the first one. Oh, you've never seen the first one? I, no, I have seen it before, but it's been a while. Okay. So I rewatched it, and I'm going to say, I'm not going to get too in-depth because I want to get into other things, too. I actually really like this movie. Yeah, it was a good it, movie. It's a, it's a four. It's great. It's not it's not a nothing higher than that. But I I feel like the visuals are just even now, fourteen years later, was still pretty breathtaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some that like were outdated. The like black the panther looking beast. Mm-hmm. There were some scenes where I'm like, oh, the CGI isn't that great. But for the most part, it was beautiful. Right, and the story is. I think I know it's not the most like original story, but it did it work. It it did its job. I think the biggest thing I would say is not the greatest or the biggest weakness is I don't think Sam Worthington, right? That's the actor. Yep. I don't think he's a strong enough lead. He's yeah. a little he's a little bland. Yeah. I agree. He, did, he didn't do a bad job. But he didn't like he's not like Chris Pine in D and D who just carried that movie. So I think when that movie came out, Sam Worthington was kinda of like the new hot actor. And so yeah. I think they kind of just were like, oh, yeah, I'll give it to him, even though he like the range that he needed for that. Yeah. It's probably a good thing that he was CGI blue, blue dude the entire thing. Cause probably. I feel like otherwise he definitely like, if he had to actually shoot those things, you know, those scenes, mm-hmm. he probably would notice a lot more. Yeah. There was a, uh, I think Michelle Rodriguez is in this movie too. Yep. She plays the tough, <laughs> the tough space marine female yeah. fighter pilot her space her, cop there yeah her like introduction like the transition was really bad and like she's like all right this is the thing we're doing i you know just basically explaining herself so after i made a comment and i was about to make it she's like this is really bad acting I'm like this is really bad acting michelle rodriguez is a terrible actress she's yeah she's not good she has one type yep she's she is 100 you know typecast and i mean if She's she's good for a typecast. Yeah, no, she, she does plays her typecast well. Everything else though, yeah. And just don't give her many lines. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news quickie. It's time for a news quickie. Oh yeah. I normally play it outside live so that we can all hear it, but for some reason my computer does not do the. Volume, or it doesn't play the thing. Oh. It does it for everything else, but this program. Speakers don't work for it. I don't know. I don't understand Did you it. Get a new program for no same no. program. I don't know what happened. It used to. It's a software issue. Okay. All right, news quickie. So, Titanic, as like as of this episode coming out, is out on Netflix. Like Leonardo DiCaprio Netflix or a, a Titanic one. Yep. Oh. Is it too soon? No, nothing's too <laughs> soon. That's I'd be the type of guy that would wear like a you know stingray, stabbing me in the chest after Steve Irwin died. Oh, the South Park, yeah, I love that. <laughs> People were pissed off. Even though it was that. actually Steve Irwin, or like it was supposed to actually be Steve Irwin in that. Oh, in the episode, because wasn't it like um, it was like a party in hell, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that was actually Steve. Like it was in the in the thing, it was actually supposed to be Steve Irwin. No, yeah, I know. Like, it was actually Steve Irwin, but it's like his actual family was just really mad about that episode. I mean, you can't be mad at South Park too much. No, I'm like, yeah, it's probably a little, a little too soon. But let's be honest, it's it's kind of great too. Yeah, it was pretty funny. 
Um, no, I just think it's funny because like Titanic's coming out to Netflix, and they're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Did they plan this?" I don't know. What was your thoughts on the whole? Um, what was it? Seat, not Seagate. I forgot what it's called. Oh, o- Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate. Yeah. What was your whole? What was, what was your thought on? I I just thought it was billionaires doing dumb billionaire shit, and <laughs> right? so like, pfft, you know, rich people doing dumb rich people shit. Exactly. Like, oh, I have ten bazillion dollars. Let's go in this tiny crappy metal submarine. Yeah, that was like my first thought too. I'm like, why? Why do I care that there's missing like rich billionaires in the sea? You know, like they, it's the sea. Don't go deep diving. Like that's. You know, I have no problems with people like going deep diving. I think it's an industry, and I think it's an area that we should definitely look at. Mm-hmm. And it's we haven't seen a lot of the ocean. However, I don't think rich like I don't think it's a tourist thing that we that right. should be, especially when you know they're they don't have like the protocols for it and yeah. You know, I'm going to give you another unpopular opinion and be like, you know, Kobe too. Whatever, man. Don't be flying around in helicopters. <laughs> you don't want to die doing dumb rich people shit. Don't do dumb, dumb rich people shit. Well, I mean, that was that was travel. But yeah, that's, you know, small aircrafts have a higher rate than like they actual aircrafts. Or bigger aircrafts like commercial airlines. Yeah. I mean, it's a story all around. I, uh, have you been to LA? No. I do not blame him. For, for flying it. everywhere in a helicopter? Yeah, the traffic's awful. Okay. I do not... <laughs> that This is more of like travel convenience. This is more... Uh, the whole Ocean Gate thing was, hey, I have money. Let's go look at the Titanic through a screen and be right next to it. But no poor people are flying in helicopters in L.A. Huh? To get around the traffic. That's fair. Point. All right. Uh, next thing on the news quickie. Starfield's coming out, but not the PS5. Starfield. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Oh, really? Yeah. Is the makers of Fallout. Okay. And Elder Scrolls. They're making a space game. Bethesda does. Okay. Yeah. It's coming mostly to Xbox and PC right away. I think event- they were talking about eventually they were making it to PS5, but I think they're. it doesn't seem like they're going to make a PS5 version. So if- also very RPG-ish, open world? Yeah. Like Fallout Have you ever and- played No Man's Sky? No. It's very much like No Man's Sky, where like the whole... The galaxy is kind of like generated mm-hmm. and only 10% of the planets have life on it and then your goal is to find other life forms so it sounds a little bit like um, Mass Effect Andromeda and you know they can automatically yeah. do better than that it reminds me of Mass Effect Andromeda it okay. does uh, it reminds me of Outer Worlds sure. which um, the people who made Fallout New Vegas made mm-hmm. Outer Worlds it reminds me of that it reminds me a lot of Elder Scrolls Fallout obviously it's the same type so with it Bethesda or the yeah it's Bethesda okay. I can't say their name yeah uh, other news new Mario games coming up Super Mario RPG as well as Super Mario Bros Wonder it's a new 2D game that's coming out nice the one thing I don't like about it though is like the overworld is very basic mm-hmm. so I really like the uh, like Super Mario World and Super Mario Three where like the overworld you can like choose your path. Sure. And it seemed like they have this option, but it just seems very basic. And I was kind of disappointed by that. I mean, you put anything into an RPG, I'm pretty much going to be on top of it. So. Oh, I'm talking about the 2D scroller, oh, the, 2D. the Wonder. But the art, yeah, you're talking about the RPGs too. But this yeah. is a remake of N64, I believe. Oh, okay. Like Super Mario 64? Yeah. Okay. But uh, Mario uh, RPG for, yeah. I believe, Nintendo 64. I've never played it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't remember it might be for either. It might be for Super Nintendo, too. I'm not, I don't quite remember. So wasn't Paper Mario kind of an RPG, too? Yeah. I think Super Mario RPG was before... 
I don't know. Don't quote me. Don't quote me on this. It was the one uh, version of Mario games I didn't play. Right. Trust us, we're experts on nerd things here, right? Yes. (laughs) There's so many nerd things. All right. Last little bit of news. New Superman and Lois for Superman Legacy was cast. Uh, David Cornsweet. If I know him, I never, I've never heard of him. No, before this, David. He, what was his name? Uh, David Cornsweet. Cornsweet. Yeah, mm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, he looks like Henry Cavill. He looks like a younger <laughs> version of Henry Cavill. I'm like he, he, he looks like Superman. You know, Henry Cavill's uh, too big of a nerd to be in Hollywood, is what I'm slowly figuring out. Yeah. Because, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I go for roles that I'm, like, passionate about and I know a lot about. Mm-hmm. And then when they, like, go against the, the source material, he's like, he starts, you know, yelling at the directors and then they just don't have any place for him. They're like, mm, sorry. How do you get in The Man of Steel then? Well, that's why he's not doing The Man of Steel anymore. Okay. Oh, because he hated all the... Yeah, he just hated, like, the way, like, the, you know, he just is very vocal about when they go against source material. That's the same reason why he's no longer in The Witcher. Season three, I think, is his last season for The Witcher, and then after that, they're replacing him. He was very vocal about the show going nowhere near to either the book or the video games, Uh and he was just very unhappy about that. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. So, yeah. I mean, fans want to see kind of like, fans want to see their favorite stories mm-hmm. on the big screen. Like, that's what every fan wants. And obviously, you can take different liberties, but if you're going to make your whole new story, it's like, might as well just start with different source material. You know, they they can do that a lot more. Shows like that was the Witcher spinoff, the Blood Ties, yeah. whatever. That was good because, like, it took place way way before where there really wasn't a Mm -hmm. lot of story so they could do whatever they wanted yeah so like when it's like that but like if you're setting it in the same time as a book or you know the game Mm -hmm. people expect stuff to be similar not exactly the same yeah because i mean it can be done you know like the last of us where they Mm -hmm. added things but they all made sense but they went to the theme of the game right which was um love and mm-hmm. so the stories that they told that were like the Frank and Bill episode. Yep. Arguably one of the best episodes of TV ever. I would I don't know if you would call that far. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I liked it. I liked their relationship. Yeah. But like that added to the game. Mm-hmm. Or that added to the lore. That added to the story, the theme of love. Right. I think after watching like ooh, we watched we re watched Last of Us too. But we're only we have one episode left, the last one. That's the one that we we've been watching Breaking Bad as well, and sure. so when she when Sapphire gets sick of Breaking Bad, she's like throwing Last of Us. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I guess suppose Love was a very overarching theme for a lot of episodes that they kind of spent like um, the one with Ellie and I forget her friend's name Riley. Riley, like that was all about love. Yeah, and basically just you know talking about their relationship and everything like that. And then you got the Frank and Bill episode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's definitely a lot of. A lot of undertones of that. Well, like even um, episode four and five in Kansas City, mm-hmm. which they had to change the location from Pittsburgh to Kansas City, but yep. like they kept the same story, right? Yep. Um, and then they, with Henry and Sam, they expanded and they expanded the villains, the hunters, which are what they're called in the game. Um, they expanded that story and it all led to the theme of love. Right. It, like it added to. 
those characters yeah. or it added to the overall story whereas like if you just kind of go off and like i'm gonna make my own story it's like well you're not are you adding are you making it better no you're just doing your own thing mm-hmm. like my make your own tv show then right so all right should we get into some ratings let's rate some thing rate some things all right let's talk about the rating systems before we get into this so if you're new to don't involve me or you're a fan of tom and you're just here to listen to Tom, and you haven't heard about our rating systems, this is what our rating systems is. We do one through five. Um, One, it's trash. It's horrible. It's just the worst. Two is meh. You know, it's not not trash. It's not necessarily good. Some people may like it. Some people might argue for it. But for the most part, generally, everyone's opinion on it is meh. Mm -hmm. Three, good. If you want to nitpick at it, you can you can find some you can find things wrong with it. Generally, though, it's good. It's enjoyable. Four, great. There's some flaws, but it's great. Five is elite. Five is the best. Five is it's the best. Usually, we do this with movies. Five is the best of its genre. Five is the best of its category. It is the example that people talk about when it comes to best. So that is our rating systems. On top of that, we also have plus and minus system. And that just basically means, like, if we're on a borderline edge, you know, like, hey, this product's good, but it might be great. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm leaning three plus here. It's, you know, like, give me, like, a week or two. I might come back, and I might make it a four minus. Or vice versa, you know, like, it's great, but I don't know. I don't know if it's that great. It might be just in the good category. It's a four minus. I was always wondering with that, too. Is there, like, you know something for the absolute worst in all of human history could it be like a one minus or, or a five plus like literally the greatest thing in humankind like it needs to go higher than the yeah, higher than the highest rating you turn it up to 11 um you know i've never come across anything yeah, like me that. either um but i it's there it's there i don't rank a lot of things at one i don't think like yeah, I mean... Like, yeah. movie-wise, I'm like, at worst, it's like a meh. Except for mm. Avatar The Last Airbender, that movie was trash. Yeah, it's a bad movie. I cannot get through that movie. No. And I oh, always use an example. I'd rate Black Adam as a one. Huh? I'd rate Black Adam. You think Black Adam's a oh, one, definitely. too? Definitely. I watched ten minutes of it, and I was like, this is the trashiest, shitty garbage I've ever watched in my life. I might have made this, uh, uh, this reference to you. You watched The Boys, right? Mm-hmm. It's a VOD. It's a VOD film, yeah. right? Yeah. Bot films are all ones. I feel like you know. <laughs> there's, there's so many movies now. I'm like, this is definitely a bot film. They're just like standing there, um, and they're just like, I'm a superhero, and they're like an epic background. They're just standing there with the, like Wonder Woman. Now every time she makes a cameo appearance in like a, like the do or do see films, I feel like she just does the same thing. And the music goes like in uh, did you watch the uh, Shazam movie at all? I didn't. She shows up in the worst time. Shazam dies in that movie. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. He dies. He doesn't die. And then she like shows up during his funeral. And the music plays. And she does her superhero pose. I'm like, why would you do this in a funeral? Like, you're not that cool. You're not that cool to be like, look, guys, I'm showing up at a kid's funeral. Look at me. My, my hair is blowing in the wind. That movie, that movie, I gave a three plus because it's actually a fun movie. But like, I think now I gave it a three minus. Anyway, so we're in this episode. We're rating things. We're just gonna. I have three categories. Tom came up with three categories. I got three categories. And I think 
I have three examples of each category, and I think the other person should, like, if it's not your category, you come up with two to write. Okay. And we'll see how far we can go without making this too long. Okay. All right. So I, I put you first. Okay. Hmm. Which one do I want to do first? So I stuck with one just because I use this as an example. Okay. Um, we're going to rate uh, TV. Well, not t- necessarily TV. Um, Batman's in cinema. Okay. Batman's so. in cinema. You did make that. Uh, you yep. did use that as an example. Yep. Yeah. I should prep up for that one then. So, I'm going to. You know, should I go all the way? Yeah, we're going to go with all the Batmans that have appeared in cinema. That should be easy. All bat. Okay. Um, let's do boundaries. Kevin Conroy. No, let's go with um, live action. We'll go with um, anything after. Um, the, the original uh, Tim Burton Batman. Okay. So be Mike Keaton, yep. Val Kilmore, George Clooney. Are we, uh, animation doesn't count? Nah, let's just do, yeah, let's do like live action. Ones. Okay. I mean, I guess we could throw it up there as like ratings too. Okay, actually, no, I can narrow it down to three good ones. So, because we got modern Batmans, which I would put um, Ben Affleck. So Ben Affleck. Um, Michael Keaton was just obviously the best Batman out of the original Tim Burton mm-hmm. ones, I feel. Yeah. And then Christian Bale. Let's do those three. Okay. Okay. Uh, which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's do Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Batman. And we could also like break this into Batman and Bruce Wayne. Because I feel like you oh, have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's kind of like it's kind of like Tony Stark and Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like they're a little bit. I feel like uh, Marvel doesn't work, and James Gunn was talking about this too. How, like, Marvel doesn't really do superhero lore that great because mm-hmm. they don't do secret identities. True story. Tony Stark, Iron Man, they're the same person. True. The only character in Marvel that kind of splits it up is uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. True. Which, I bring him up in this. All right. I'm not going to tell you how. Okay. So, but in Batman, like, he was talking about how DC, they do have their secret identities. Mm-hmm. Which, this is perfect. Because you do have to rate them both separately. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. So, what? So I'll go first. Um, so Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, he's not astounding as Batman, but he's definitely solid. I would give him a four minus. I would give him like a two as Bruce Wayne. He <laughs> okay. plays a bad Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I agree. Um, so four minus overall. Well, four minus as Batman. As Batman. I give him a four. I, I also just watched the Flash movie, which he's in that movie. Yeah, that's kind of why I that, uh, got that thought in my mind, because I kept nice. seeing him in the previews, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He was actually pretty good. I'm going to give him a four as Batman. Bruce Wayne, okay, your, his Bruce Wayne in this one isn't going to make you feel like any better. I'll give three minus. I thought he was okay, but it, I wasn't, like, wowed by it. I just, you know, that whole, want to get nuts scene? Like, you know, where he's, like, grabs yeah. the fire poker. Like that, just that. I don't know. That that scene still makes me cringe, even though it's real. It's supposed to be a campy version of Batman, yep. but man, it was cringy. Uh, yeah, doesn't quite work. I will say, uh, I do really like Batman Returns, mm-hmm. and not because it's a Batman film, because I love it because it's actually a Tim Burton film, mm-hmm. and it's so it's not it's like cringe, but like not cringe. It's cringe in like the best ways possible. Mm-hmm. 
because like Penguin and Catwoman are just like horny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, man, these two just gotta get laid and they'll be fine. I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer was a fox back in the day. She was. She was. There are so many sexual puns. It's so great. Watch it drunk. It's a great mm-hmm. movie. All right. Um. Uh, I'll throw my I'll throw my Batman then. So you got Christian Bale and Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I'm gonna throw Mr. Bat Nipples himself, George Clooney. George Clooney, Bat Bat Nipples McGee. Yeah. Ooh. I arguably arguably I think George Clooney is by far the worst Batman and by far the worst Bruce Wayne. Out okay. Of any of them. Um. I thought his Bruce Wayne was fine, but he was almost like too pretty mm-hmm. as like a person, and he doesn't like have much of a personality. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is like he lacked the personality of. Like, he has the Bruce look. Wayne. Yeah, he of. does. Um, you know, because he was like Hollywood's leading man back in the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, I'd definitely give him like maybe a three minus overall on everything. I gave it a two plus. Yeah. Yeah. That movie. His whole movie was like a two. That's another movie. Just get drunk and watch. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. It's uh because they they actually made a, the whole movie was for toys. It was to sell toys, right? And they made a joke about the fact that they would be great action figures. I'm like, man, you guys are too on the nose. Don't you don't say what you're doing. All right, uh, what do you want? Who do you want to do next? Are we just going in order, or do you want to switch it up and go new? Oh, let's uh, let's go in order. All right, Christian Bale. I love Christian Bale. I think overall he is my favorite Batman and Superman out of all of them. I would give him closer in both of the roles. I would say he's a slightly better he's a slightly better um, Bruce Wayne than he is a Batman. And the only reason I say that is because his Batman voice is so ridiculous. <laughs> and that's the only drawback of his Fear Batman. me. That's his that's my only like complaints about Christian Bale yeah. Batman. It's definitely not natural, but there's like a something to be said about that mm-hmm. no so like bruce wayne definitely four plus okay bruce wayne i would give him a solid four as batman i agree i, I actually i would give him a four minus as bruce wayne i wasn't like as sold as like i feel like he plays a two he plays the billionaire part like when he's acting on it mm-hmm. i really like, enjoy that but when he's like his true self i feel like he's too blah mm-hmm. like i feel like he should be a little bit more broken if that makes sense yeah so i give i give his bruce wayne's a four minus his batman i give a four and overall i'd say four okay um well i'm gonna go out of order here then pattinson Ooh, are we gonna have disagreement i don't know um you were saying how um, Christian Bale was too or wasn't broken enough. <laughs> Pattinson. Robert Pattinson was emo git crying like broken Bruce Wayne. That I, didn't even seem like Bruce Wayne. I loved it. Did you? I loved it. Here's why I love it. Okay, because this is year two Batman, right? He's been mm. in Batman for one year. Oh, I'm getting ready for this because I actually really enjoy this movie and I enjoy this Batman because this Batman has an actual arc. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't talked, I haven't talked uh, Dark Knight at all, or I want to do a state of review of all the Batman movies. Dark Knight has one flaw, and it's a pretty big flaw. 
to a point where like it's it's a flaw where I think this movie's overrated because everyone's like it's a five and it is I do think it's a five mm-hmm. maybe a five minus because of this flaw. Batman doesn't have an arc in that movie. He kind of is just the same mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. This Batman has an arc. He is broken. He's a broken person. And if you think about Batman, like he has to be a broken person. Mm-hmm. He's doing it because his parents were murdered. He went through this whole rigorous training to get to where he is. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie, he's doing violence. He is. He's vengeance. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really like it. I might hate it in the second movie. Depending where it goes. But the reason why I love it because there's a path moving forward. And they would talk about it where like, hey, you have to make an appearance at some point. You have to be a better person. Mm-hmm. And that's why I enjoy it. I enjoy the starting point. But I will say like, is, is Batman, is Bruce Wayne's almost like an N.A.? It's incomplete. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not the Bruce Wayne that we know. But I do like that it's broken. Yeah, I just like... He was so broken in that that I feel like Bruce Wayne didn't exist. Or like he was just this completely different character than yeah. Bruce Wayne. Like he was so broken and so angsty that like I, maybe it was just because all the other portrayals of Bruce Wayne and Batman so by other together. people where they're a little more put together, mm-hmm. where they just went the complete opposite. I was actually impressed with his scenes as Batman. Yeah, I actually thought he did a good job. His I really like his Batman. Mm-hmm. I thought his Batman's like a five minus. Yeah, when I when I uh, first like heard like Robert Pattinson was going to be a Batman, I was just like, "Fuck, really?" <laughs> like that's literally what I said. Not and then sparkles. Yeah, I know, right? And then I watched it. and I'm like, I am pleasantly surprised. Well, like when you watch like when you I, I didn't watch any movies that he was like recently in, but I did watch like scenes. And I'm like, damn, this guy's like actually a good actor. And he talks shit about Twilight a lot. Oh, yeah. He hated the fact that he was in Twilight. But, like, you you know, you join one franchise and you're stuck and you kind of typecast that way. Daniel Radcliffe didn't want anything to do with Harry Potter after he was done because mm-hmm. he was typecast. Especially when you're an actor who has a lot more range. And right. I think Pattinson has that range. Yeah. All right. Last one Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I think he does a great job as. Uh, Bruce Wayne because I feel like he's a rich billionaire asshole <laughs> so he just pulls that yeah. off like he pulls the snarkiness that I expect out of Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. I almost actually might rate him slightly higher than Christian Bale okay because Christian Bale like like you were saying um, he only acts like the billionaire jerk yeah when he's trying to play the billionaire jerk yep you know um, but like Ben Affleck's portrayal you actually see him as this like cynical I'm better than every one of you, mm-hmm. you know, type of performance, which I kind of think that's how Ben Affleck is as a yeah. person. So it's a very natural thing. So I actually would probably give him like a four, four, four plus as Bruce Wayne. I give him a four minus just um because he does have that starkiness to him, but I never see his like his actual like when he gets down in serious node. I don't think he has that. Mm-hmm. And like it's not played like well, but when he's like that snarkiness and Flash, he definitely played that snarkiness. Um, great twenty minutes of just comic book, you know. I like see I like seeing heroes just being heroes mm-hmm. on like a normal day to day basis, and you see that with him. And I would like to say that like Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne is just that fu- like if it was a whole movie where he was just like that um, grown up snarky bruce wayne like he he, pull, he plays that off but mm-hmm. when it comes to like him being like a serious leader like that kevin conroy and stoic leader 
not quite there. Mm-hmm. So that's my only like um, ding on him. Yeah, see, I I always imagine Bruce Wayne. I mean, I I equate Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark being very parallel, being the rich mm-hmm. billionaire, snarky, yeah. you know, wisecracking. Like that's that's I I consider them like kind of equal characters mm-hmm. in that aspect. Um, if you get what I mean. Yeah, they're personality wise they're a little bit different, but yeah, they're very much the same when it comes to um like their hero. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, Tony Stark did lose his parents, but I feel like one's traumatized and one's um... <laughs> repressing everything. <laughs> I mean, they're both repressing. <laughs> one uh, plays it off with like a really flamboyant mask, mm-hmm. and the other one has a very stoic mask. Mm. If that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like they're both a little flamboyant, Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark. Well, yeah, I guess you can't really dress as a bat and not be flamboyant. And their their superpower is money. <laughs> so, so oh, what's the phrase? I can't think of it. All right, well, we're just gonna move on. All right, so I have mine. So this one, honestly, could be its own episode. I feel. Oh no! And so we might we might do an extended race. I think a lot of people would want to jump on on this, but I think we would need at least one female okay. for this one. We're gonna we're gonna rate superheroes based on their dateability. Okay. So the premise I'm gonna set up for this is, I feel like all these need premises of some sort. Mm-hmm. Is that we're both bisexual, and we're rating, uh, and all the heroes are bisexual or pansexual. You know, they swing okay. both ways. So if they're if they lean one way, that doesn't cancel them out. If they lean one way in the comics or the movies, that yeah. doesn't cancel them out. Okay. Yep. So the first one is Spider Man. Okay. And you might be surprised by this. I'm giving him a two. He's I, meh. Yeah, he's constantly uh, disappearing for no reason whatsoever, and standing you up in dates. He's the most unreliable boyfriend ever. Hmm? Um, he's unreliable. You know, with great power comes a horrible boyfriend. Yep. Because all he wants, like, super, he t- Spider-Man's a priority. Mm-hmm. If someone's getting mugged, he ain't, going, he ain't showing up to your date. Mm-hmm. If you, there was a wedding, you know how, like, uh, the Incredibles, the guy's constantly doing? It'd be like that, but he wouldn't show up. Um, other reasons why you don't want to date him. He's poor. He doesn't know how to make money. He's a poor dude. You also may die. You could be the next Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Or you'd be kidnapped like MJ constantly. So, like in a little bit of a way, like dating any superhero puts you up for kidnapping, though. That's fair. But Spider Man, I feel like it's just extra. Mm-hmm. Extra, extra. And he just overall has a bad track record. This dude's dated so many different heroes. Mm-hmm. It's never gone well for him. Okay. So, yeah, he's a two. Okay. My turn to come up with one. Uh, do you, have you, a, do you, have a, you have a rating for Spider-Man? Yeah, I'd agree. Um, the only reason I'd slightly do him a little bit higher is because traditionally Peter Parker is like a good, wholesome dude. He's a great person. If he, So I feel like the times that he would be there, he would show up. Oh, yeah. He's a four if he wasn't Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The only reason why he's not a five is because he's poor. Yeah, true story. Actually, if he was 
wasn't Spider-Man. No, I feel like he'd always be poor. I feel like Spider-Man has to have ADHD because he's always late, just like Flash. And also, like, if I knew he was Spider-Man versus if I didn't know he was Spider-Man, I could maybe accept that a little bit more. You would him being constant. You'd almost have to. Yeah. Because I feel like it'd be very selfish to be like, how dare you save those people instead of showing up on the date on time? Right. You know, but at the same time, like... You know, let the cops handle the small mugging. Right. I think I, I think his I think Peter Parker's wholesomeness would put him up to a three for me for dateability. Okay. I'm okay with being alone. Like both yeah. me and my wife are like, you know, we don't have to spend every waking second together. Go That's do fair. your stuff. Yeah. I'll do my stuff. We still love each other unconditionally, but yeah. I mean just just his wholesomeness I'd put him at a three. Yeah, I still think maybe a two plus. He's a great person. Mm -hmm. If he wasn't Spider Man, he'd be a four. Or if he was able to actually balance it, four. But he just—I read too many comics where he's just an awful boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Great person, awful boyfriend. All right, your turn. Superman. Oh, you stole mine. Uh That's fine. That's fine. I should have came up with extras. No, we can go Superman. That's fine. Dateability. Um. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a four. Alright. Because if I did get kidnapped, he's Superman. He'll yep. just literally mm-hmm. in a blink of eye be there and save me. Yep. And he's you not know. gonna fail, he's Superman. Right. And he's like the most like um he's the most like wholesome person ever. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Superman. Like he you know, he doesn't kill people. Why not a five? Uh, because he'd be gone constantly. Okay. But his trips would be a lot shorter. Yeah. It'd be literally like, oh, hey, sweetie, hold on a second. You know, he'd step outside, boom, like, you know, lightning bolt, go kill, you know, go stop the missile and then come back, put his yeah. put his tux back on, and then, you know, be back at our date within, you know, five minutes. Okay. So, not like 90% of the time when it's so, not super villains. I had two ratings for him. I gave him a four, but there's a caveat in there. He's only a four if you can't actually have sex with him. Because the dude's so strong that he would wreck you in like, with one long flinch, he sneezes, you're dead. So he's a four for that reason. Otherwise, I gave him a five. Like, if he was able to, like, work it and he didn't have to worry about it whatsoever. Smallville actually, uh, they have one episode where they uh, flirt around with that idea. (laughs) Pun intended. He's a five, though, I think. Um, he, he's gone all the time, but he's shown in the comics that he's just, like, he's a wholesome dude. He's a family man. Mm-hmm. He's there. And he's there more often than not. Right. Whereas, like, Peter Parker, wholesome dude, he's just, he's not reliable as, of, like, an actual lover. Or Superman is. He also does have the advantage. He can move very fast. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, like, Superman leaves, like, the lower crime to, like, other people. Exactly. There's other heroes, and then Superman just deals with the big stuff. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't have to be gone every every five seconds. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, it's, so it'd be a lot rarer of an occasion where he's actually standing you up or, you know, not mm-hmm. showing up for you. All right. Um, you stole mine, so I'm going to come up with another one, which is the fun part about this. I'm going to go Flash. And I'm going to give Flash, I'm going to give him a three. I'm gonna give him a one. He's the world's fastest man. <laughs> our, love, make, our love making was... is our love making is over so quick. I'm like, what happens? <laughs> you know, he just he thrusted ninety five thousand <laughs> times in that tenth of a second, but I didn't feel shit. 
That's like that's the crazy thing. Like if you, if that happened, like would you like feel all of it at once, or none of it, or would you feel none of it? I'm going as okay. So, or would there be so much friction that you're dead? Okay, so it takes um, your brain to register um, nerve sensations. Yeah, uh, four one hundredths of a second. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can go faster than that. You, no, yeah, and if you went slow, like normal speed, I feel like you'd be bored. Yeah, or would it be too? Well, it'd be interesting. Like, Superman's already interesting enough, but, like, his is more dangerous. Flash is also dangerous, but it's, like, it, like is there a, an advantage to Flash or is it a disadvantage? Uh, I'm sticking with one. He would turn my butthole into, like, a time-space <laughs> continuum, and then it'd all be over. What if you were uh, the pitcher? Well, then I guess it's a little better, but... yeah. I don't know, man. Like, um, I give him a three. I think overall he's a great dude. He's kind of like Barry. Uh, let's say he's like Barry Allen. He is Barry Allen. Wally West is a four. Mm-hmm. Wally West is a great person. Barry Allen's like Peter Parker, where he's just unreliable. Exactly. Dude's always late. He, um, I feel like he, he has ADHD, or in the in the Flash movie, I'm pretty sure he's autistic. Mm. To the point where I'm like, is Ezra Miller autistic? I don't know. In the Flash, he plays him like he's a like. Uh, watch the movie; he comes across like he's, and I mean autistic in like a good way. Like he just he interacts with people in just a very unique sense. Sure. So I, I also know. don't know near enough about the Flash, honestly. I I know uh, like I'm kind of a filthy casual when it comes to Marvel. I am a well, he's DC. Right, I know that. That's why I said I'm a filthy casual when it comes to Marvel. Oh, gotcha. DC, gotcha. I'm like DC. I'm like, yep, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman. That that's who I know. And Flash is number one. Well, Flash and Green Lantern. That's like the top five. Yeah. That's but fair. yeah, other than like the main five people in DC, I know nothing about any that, other DC lore. So that, Flash mean, is one of those ones. That's fair. I feel like that's a little, that is a casual fan take, just because mm-hmm. there hasn't like DC's been horrible with their movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one just wants to watch DC anymore because they've been, for the most part, meh, maybe good. Flash is good. I think I gave it a four minus. Sure. I think overall as a comic book fan, it was good. All right. You got one? You got a female for me? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of next. I, I saved the female for last, which doesn't sound great. <laughs> uh, Black Widow. Okay. What are you, what are you giving Black Widow? Well, I mean, if she, I guess we don't know what version of Black Widow, but I feel like in all of her lore, she's like... Natasha Romanoff. Right. She's seductive, like yeah. hot. She'll honeypot you in a bit. In a bit. Oh, yeah. But I feel like I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Just because she's portrayed as being like, you know, this sexy super femme fatale, yeah. right? Like, you know, I can I can deal with a little bit of, of nonsense mm-hmm. for that. But at the same time, she's probably a broken person for the most part. You yeah. know, you don't go through like you can't have kids with her. Yeah, um, but wanna... we're talking dateability, not marriageability. Right? Fair. I mean, dateability, marriageability—it's all the. I mean, it's the same. I would um, rate Natasha as wifey material at like a three or a three minus, but one night stand material solid five. <laughs> I would go. I would go with that crazy for one night and be fine with that. Yeah, I think as a girlfriend material, I feel wifey material. I don't know. 
That's that's hard. Wifey girlfriend material, serious relationship material, she yeah. would be lower, but like a side fling or like a one night stand just for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'd give her three minus three. It's hard to say. I mean, actually, I had this one question. If you knew that somebody was honeypotting you and you're like a single man, like, would you actually say no? I don't think any man would say no in this scenario. Like, okay, I'll let the honey mon- the honeypot commence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, Pooh Bear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Black Widow is tough because, one, she's a working woman. Yeah. And that nothing wrong with that. But dateability, she's going to be gone a lot. She's going to be in danger a lot. And she's probably not the obvious person. And the whole, it really depends on, like, when you're dating her, too. So, like, in the beginning of her, like, war, she's kind of a double agent of sorts. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in the Red Room. She works for Russia. Then she works for S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's kind of back and forth. She was, at one point, I believe she was, like, kind of villainous at one point. Yeah. So, it depends where in the lore. I think she's a two early on. Later on, when she's, like, in the 30s, 40s, she's, like, a three. I think there's four potential, though. I think she could be great in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of mental health issues. Oh, I'm sure. Speaking of mental health issues, I did this one as, a, <laughs> as last. Harley Quinn. I gave her a one. Again? Yeah, with date abilities? Yeah, no. It's like, a that, that, that might be a one minus. But again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is where it comes into play. One minus for dateability and wife material. Definitely a five plus for one night stand. I don't know if I can give her a five plus for the fact that she might kill me. That's what makes it a five plus. <laughs> that that element of danger makes it a five plus for me. Oh, man. I can just see you at one point just being on top of you with a gun to your head. Like, if you don't get me off, you, you're dead. And then just like that. And, like, there would be such a thrill there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a great thing. It's just there. I mean, if you did happen to, you know, succeed at that, then you would feel like the manliest man in the entire world. So, again, that thrill of death. <laughs> she still might kill you, though. She, she might still kill you. This will never top it. Yep. And, like, that would be a Harley Quinn reasoning. What's interesting, though, is the Harley Quinn animated show, she is dating. She's dating Boys on Ivy. Mm-hmm. And I think she's actually a pretty good person and, and like, girlfriend in the show. I haven't watched it past season three. Hmm. Or I think season two. So, I don't know. I feel like a uh, a more mature Harley past her prime, maybe a two, but not. I don't think I can give her much. I had her like written down why she's trash. I mean, she's a broken person. She's a psychopath. She's a, she's a psycho. She would kill you. Joker might kill you. Other people might kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean, she's definitely going to gaslight you at some point. If not the entire relationship, it's just not a good relationship. No, and if if you're the dominant one in the relationship, then she's gonna be clinging to you the entire time. Hmm. So yeah, it's a one. I don't know who else besides the Joker could be dominant over Harley Quinn. I feel like there's literally no one. Batman, I suppose. That uh, yeah, Batman. And then there is the one um, animated show where Nightwing slept with her. Yeah, I some of the DC shows get, like they like mix the characters together. Like Batgirl, Bat or Batman were together once, and the um, Killing Joke animated show mm-hmm. or movie, and I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is like wrong a little bit because this is a mentor mentee relationship sure. where he's at least thirty and she's like in her teens. 
Like, I don't think Batman goes this far. I don't think he goes this route. It's an interesting story, but I'm like, I don't think it, it kills Batman as a character. Yeah. Kills his ethical. All right. Should we do one more each? Sure. Or I got two more written down. Yeah, I got two more as well, but. Or we can go, uh, I might go quick with my next one. Yeah. Because I want to I do my third one. All yeah. right, you're up. All right. This one should be pretty easy because there's only three of them. Um, rating the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings trilogy. Not, we're not talking Hobbit or anything, just Fellowship of the Rings, Two okay. Towers, okay. Return of the King. Oh, I need to watch these again. Oh, has it been a long time, Jake? It's been a while. Okay. I might cheat and just go four for each of them. Four for each of them. Um, okay. Uh, let's start. But I want to hear. I want to hear your takes. I need to rewatch them. Okay. Um, uh, Fellowship of the Rings is definitely for me the not. I, I wouldn't say worst, but the least enjoyable. I would agree with that. They're they're all at least above a four. I would say because they're just great cinema. Yeah. But Fellowship of the Rings is definitely the four to four minus range. I There's agree. just not a lot that goes on. There's yep. not a lot of excitement compared to the other two movies. And ironically, I rate them in ranking in order of the movies that they're released. As far as like my favorite and the the higher the ranking. Interesting. So I know a lot of fans go two, three, one in their rankings. Mm. From best to worst. Two's the best, they say? Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. I definitely uh say uh, Lord Return of the King. The third movie is yeah. the benchmark. It is definitely a five I, for the genre. For like that high fantasy genre, yeah. it, there's just nothing that beats that. My favorite scene ever in any movie is from that movie, The Ride of the Rohirrim, mm-hmm. where like um, King Theoden and like five thousand Rohirrim like charge, you know, like two hundred thousand orcs, knowing they're gonna die, and that like rallying death speech that he gives yeah. like gives me ASMR goosebumps till this day every time mm-hmm. I watch it. Um, so yeah, Return of the King's definitely five, uh, four minus with uh, Fellowship, and then I would definitely say Two Towers. Two Towers. Uh, it's really a mix up between four and four plus. I was going to give it a four plus. Yeah, I, I say four is because I was like I was just giving the easy cheat route. Four plus just because the Battle of Helm's Deep is pretty pretty baller. Okay. Yeah, I would go four minus four plus four plus. The downside of like me. When I watch these movies, I watch them all at once. Mm. So they like blend in. Sure. To the point where I'm like, I didn't watch like three movies. I watched one. You watched one 12 epic. hour movie? Yeah, one epic movie. So I'm like, ah, and like it's boring in the beginning. And then I get, or it, yeah, boring in the beginning. And then it gets really good towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like every movie should. Yep. So did you watch the extended cuts? Or just the I think the I watched the original cuts okay. the first time because I remember I, I had them on DVD and they were just the original. Ones. It's like over twelve hours if you watch the extended cuts if you watch them back yeah. to back. I think I remember watching a time lapse of somebody watching all six extended cuts, so they watched all the Hobbit movies and all of the extended cut Lord of the Rings, and it was um, it was just shy of twenty four hours. Damn, that's a day. Yeah, it was crazy. Literally a day. Honestly, right. that was a quick one. That is pretty quick. All right, uh, oh, oh, let's make this quick too. So I went with if you could only have one fast food for the rest of your life, and that's all you could eat. It's free, but you can't eat anything else other than the fast food. This is supersize me, but 
with any restaurant you can choose. And I'm rating them based on that fact. So the first one I have is McDonald's. Mm. And I gave it a four. And here's why I gave it a four. I don't think it's overall like, I think most restaurants are just like a three or a four. I don't think it really, there's nothing that they go, wow. But I gave it a four because there's options. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, they have options, they're seasonals. You know, like, yes, I would probably hate McDonald's after like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But at least I can switch it up. Whereas some of these places can't really switch it up. So I would rank, if I had to eat McDonald's for the rest of my life, I would rate it like a two plus. Simply because they do have promotional stuff. But I feel like other fast food restaurants have more and more frequent promotional things. Fair. Like, they very rarely come out with a new burger. And if it is a new burger, it's some slight variation of a quarter pounder or yeah. something like that. So it'll be like a quarter pounder with, extra, you know, like all bacon and some special sauce mm-hmm. or something like that. When I worked at McDonald's, they had 16 options for the main menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and it's I'm actually. Like, that was great. It's reduced to, I feel like, over the years. They used to have a lot more. Like, they had. Sorry about that. I was fidgeting way too much. All right. As you're saying, Tom. So yes, McDonald's. Um, yeah, they. I feel like they've lost a lot of their stuff. They used to have a lot more. Like, like you, you think about their breakfast menus. They used to have like the bagels and like three different oh. burrito, breakfast burritos, and they had the super burritos. Yeah, they that. just had all this like stuff, and then like they've cut their menu down so much. Just I think to save costs, cost and quickness. Yeah, but like like I was saying, they used to have like. You know, like two different options for chicken. You could have a grilled or a crispy chicken. And mm-hmm. they used to have like four different salads. The Southwest uh, yep. chicken salad was bomb back in the day. It's pretty good. It was the best salad of the four. I know this all too well because I worked and made all those like uh, all these like food items. Um, the burritos were fucking bomb back then. They were good. Dude, the bagel sauce on their bagels. The bre- yeah, they just called it breakfast sauce. Yeah, that was, it was just hollandaise so sauce. So good. I would literally buy any, I would literally make just all the foods just with that sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I would buy like 10 burritos for myself. Yes. Like the little burritos and I would just dip it in the breakfast sauce. And I had McDonald's um, yesterday. Actually, probably why I thought about this question. And I had a, a breakfast burrito, just the small ones. And it's so bland. But their picante sauce is baller, though. They If they bottled that stuff. Yeah. I, it's good. But I was like, I need that breakfast sauce. Mm-hmm. And I, like one day I asked for it, like, how many years back? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, the breakfast sauce with the bagels. We don't have any bagels anymore, sir. It's like, you don't have what? You don't have oh. <laughs> yes. All right. Or uh, they had mushrooms, like a mushroom Swiss burger. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. And then like they had the Angus mushroom Swiss wrap. Okay, I will say McDonald's is a five back then. Oh, yeah. If it was like 10 years ago, McDonald's, where they still had the bagels and they still had the much um, extended like lunch menu, I would say they would definitely be a, like much higher. All right, you talk me down to a three. Okay. I don't know if there is a f- anything higher than that. Okay. All right, you have an option? I sure do. T-Bell. Taco Bell? Taco Bell. I if what I are you had, giving it? I would give it... I'm going to give it a four. Oh, okay. Solid four. Um, like I was talking about before, promotional items. No, oh, yeah. They continually come out with new mm. and good and interesting like burritos yeah. and things like that constantly. 
So there's always something new to try. That's fair. Nacho fries are bomb. Yep. Um, there's just there's so many good staples. I feel like I get tired of just like that type of food. Yeah. I, I would say I don't want to say Mexican food. I because it's not technically Mexican. No, food. it's it's like Tex Amer- American Tex, yeah Tex yeah. America Americanized version of yeah. it. I don't know. I get tired of it. That's why I I didn't put it on here. But I'm like I want to be that high. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the only reason I wouldn't give it higher too is because I don't know if I could talk or handle the Taco Bell shits that <laughs> often. Maybe that's why I have it so low because I have Crohn's. I would not handle oh, yeah, it. You, you would die. <laughs> yeah, like more ta- frequent hospital visits. Ta- Taco Bell is rough on anybody that do- that has normal Doctor, intestines. You gotta stop eating Taco Bell. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm cursed, sir. Your anus is bleeding. No, I can't stop. <laughs> Taco Bell, please be less Taco Belly. <laughs> um, so I have Popeyes next. I think I'm gonna give it a two plus. Originally I put three. The reason why I give it a two, so it, it's a two, because their uh, options are very limited. Mm-hmm. Reason why raising canes also two plus. But their chicken's so freaking good. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm gonna have to plead the fifth because I've never actually eaten Popeyes. Never eat Popeyes. No, I've never even looked at their menu. Uh, the chicken sandwich is worth it. Okay. I heard, their, shri- I heard their shrimp was good. I actually haven't had a tri- shrimp. Their yeah. chicken sandwich is so good. I don't want to try anything else. Yeah, from what the people told me, they actually have like a good spice on their shrimp too. So you yeah. get like a little bit of you know a little bit of kick and a little mm. bit of flavor to it. Uh, but I've never actually personally eaten Popeyes. So. Have you had raisin gains? Yes. What do you think of raisin gains? They were chicken strips. Yeah. That that was it. They were, they were chicken strips. Yeah. Did you eat it with the sauce? The sauce was great. Yeah. I mean... That's why I love it. Yeah, I mean... It, if you if you put it together, I think it's, like, highly rated. If you just eat the chicken strips plain, it's, like, yeah, it's just chicken strips. I mean, uh, chicken strips are good and everything, but, like, they're, they're just chicken strips. That's fair. There's only so much you can do with it. But, yeah, you have to have a bomb sauce in order to make chicken strips mm-hmm. amazing. Um, That bread, though. Texas. Oh, the Texas toast. Yeah, yeah, but you can get that anywhere. You can buy that at a store. Shh, it's good. All right, it is great. It's great. I like All right, it. Do you, have, you have one. Do you have another one, or should I go with my third? I go with your third. We'll move Subway. on. Subway. Oh yeah. Eat fresh, man. I could definitely. That would be actually. I think one of. I think that would be the only five for me. Oh, I gave it. I gave it a three, but I gave it a high three, like a three plus, because there's a variety of meats. That's what I mean. Like, there's, if you actually like went and figured out how many different combinations you could have a different sandwich for the rest of your life. That's fair. I would get tired of sandwiches. That's why it's not higher. I, I like. If sandwiches. I was a worker there, and I had full reign of the kitchen, and just had to work with like I did this with McDonald's. I made some baller ass stuff. Um, but with Subway, like in this premise i'm going with you have to be a customer each time okay i get tired of a sandwich there's only so many sandwiches you can have and i feel like after a week i think god i just like don't want bread do they, do they still do salads i know they used to have it been i'm sure if you asked for like it on lettuce they would make it yeah because they used to actually do salads i think they still have they don't i don't know if they have wraps anymore they used to have wraps so, I mean, but yeah, I'm saying like there's a million different combinations of things you could make. That's, that is the positive. Yeah, that's one. And least, and also too, 
I would probably be somewhat healthy compared to everything else <laughs> if I only ate some fast food for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah, that's probably one of the better options that are um, any of, like, the sub places. Mm-hmm. Or Diddley's, a uh, single local restaurant would be pretty good. Yeah. They do have quite a bit of variety, too. They're not just, yeah. like, a sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. I, what I used to do for a couple of places I went to, so, like, when I worked at the hospital, they had a substation. And then I did this for um, Subway. My first time working in ABA, I had uh, in-clinic and in-home. That was 40 minutes away during lunch, mm-hmm. so I'd have to grab Subway. And the people would know me as, like, I would come every Thursday, and I'd be like, Keep, make me your favorite sandwich. And I would do that at all these places. It was always great because there's always a different worker, and they would make me something like they'd make me their favorite sandwich, and it was That's always awesome. just, it was just great. Hmm. Um, do you have another category, or do you want me to go with another one? We each done two, right? Yeah, we each done two. All right, yeah, we still still got some time. All right, going with yours then. Yeah, we can do it. Yep. Um, rank or rate, um. Game of Thrones characters in terms of fighting prowess. Ooh. I like this one. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going deep nerd on this. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. All right. Uh, want me to go? Yeah, you you, you name yours. All right. Brawn of the Blackwater. Brawn. Ooh. So Tyrion's uh, hired, hired, yeah. hired man. He's at least a four. Yeah, like that's his his floor is a four. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know if I can go higher than that. So out of the people that are alive, he's definitely a solid combatant. But yeah, I wouldn't probably go any higher than a four either, because like he, you know, he he's realistic about that. He knows he's a good fighter. Yeah, but. He knows his limitations. Like when he was talking to Tyrion about um, being the champion for him, mm-hmm. fighting the mountain. He's like, yeah, I could dance around him for minutes and, you know, maybe get him tired, maybe get him off foot and then get a killing blow after you wear him out. But one swipe and I'm dead. Yeah. One wrong move and I'm dead. Yep. He doesn't... He He is a good fighter, but he's not that good of a fighter that even he like himself says no i'm not gonna fight anybody anywhere he's he's um he's he's a rogue oh yeah oh yeah so he's only gonna take fights that he knows he can win which he can win a lot of fights yep but he knows that he so like even by his own merits and by his own you know proclamations he's he's not the the best fighter he's also a dirty fighter yeah you will um you will fight dirty to win Another interesting thing about Braun of Blackwater, he said this to Jamie too, because he threw the sword of Jamie. He's the one who taught Jamie to do it with left hand, mm-hmm. and Jamie was cussing him out because he's getting his ass kicked. He's like, "I would have beat you in your prime." He's like, "Yeah, you sure would have, mm-hmm. but you're not in your prime." <laughs> yep. So interesting. All right, Braun of the Blackwater. So I'm trying not to steal your characters. Um, give me a hint if you went like the obvious ones or if you went a little deep cut. I can, go, I can deep. go deep cut. So you pretty much anybody, whoever you say, I can come up with another one. Tyrion. 
fighting prowess. Um, I don't know. Does money count as fighting potential? <laughs> um, I mean, if we're going that route, he's definitely like a four minus. Yeah, then he's like a four minus. Four I'm going to give him a three minus. Yeah, you think so? Uh, well, okay, three minus is a little too much. Two yeah, plus. Two plus. Two plus. At mm. least a two. Here's why. There's been many situations where people took swings at him and he survived. Yeah, because they're not used to hitting that low. No, <laughs> it, but it, that's part of it. <clears throat> I mean, the Battle of Blackwater, mm-hmm. people took the killing blows to him. Mm-hmm. He survived. Um, when he was going from the Vale back to um, King's Landing, he was fighting, I forget what they're called, not stone men. Like the bandits of that region, oh, I forget. Sure. I forget exactly what they're called. He fought a few off off of them. Oh yeah, then he um, then he got them to like be his uh, yeah. be his warriors for him later. And then he had to fight us alongside them too in the yep. war uh, against the Starks. Yeah, and then he got knocked out walking out of his tent because <laughs> yep. one of those dudes swung their their hammer at him yeah. accidentally and just nailed him right in the forehead. Mm-hmm. And then he also did some killing blows too in the final battle too of Winterfell mm-hmm. with the White Walkers and the Whites. Yeah. So I would say two plus. He's he's at least capable of surviving. He's capable of surviving. Um, I would go a little lower. I would say a two or two minus. It, you get, I think he's lucky, and I think that's all where a lot of that stuff comes from. Fair. I give him. I don't. The only reason I don't give him a one is because of his money. And he can his he can afford the best armor uh, yeah. and best weapons that money can buy. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the Lannisters have the money to buy Valyrian steel blades um, to have the best armor smiths in the you know in the in mm-hmm. the country. Um, so for that fact, I would. That's the only reason why I don't rate him a one. Yeah. I think this is hard to do, like where he ranks because it's like fighting prowess. Where is he? Like, what's the scale? Because this, um, I for the scale of he's a myth fighter, mm-hmm. he's a myth fighter, but he's like he's won a lot, he's still alive at the end, yeah. and he's been in a lot of battles. That's why I gave him a two plus. I'm right. like, and prowess isn't necessarily like just entirely skill, I mean, yeah. it's it's what, what your gear, you know, your mm-hmm. you know. Hey, luck plays a factor. If luck you have a high factor. luck. Ten luck, man. I know anything from New Vegas. <laughs> Ten. You get lucky a lot. Mm-hmm. Or uh, just D&D. You know, if you get those good rolls. Yep. All right. Uh, all right, next one. <sighs> Sir Arthur Dane. Sir Arthur Dane. Is that... The Sword of the West. Um, he was the one that fought Ned Stark in his... Uh, retinue outside the Tower of Joy in the flashback. Oh, he's the guy. He's that, a five. He he is one hundred percent a five. He, <laughs> he he's the only five. He is like the best swordsman in all of Western yeah. history. You uh, because I'm like oh, I know that name. I know he's a legendary swordsman, but I'm like, what? I'm like, what? He is like he, he's not a. He's the legendary swordsman. Yeah. in, in the lore. Like Arthur Dane is, his and like, Ned Stark's the one who killed him. No, I know. Talon Reese was the one that stabbed <laughs> hey, him in the back. The story is Ned Stark killed him. 
True. <laughs> hey, you distracted them. That's like yep. Most <laughs> that of the was battle. half the party. All right, is there another Dane? Oh, who do I want to go for? Four. I want. Let's just go Jon Snow. Hmm. I think his floor is a no. He's a five minus. Old Johnny boy. He might be a five too. Hmm. At least when it comes to maybe not PvP, not maybe not like one on one, but in battle, there's a lot of better swordsmen. So like, I don't know if you read the books at all or anything. I or the first one I've got pretty much all the way through, mm-hmm. and I haven't gone there after. I just don't have the brain focus. To... I would give John a three plus to four minus. Really? There are definitely way better. You think Bronn's better than John? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I think Bron takes John into John's too honorable also. Well yeah, there's that. But John's such a good like I guess um the men in black aren't great. So I think John looks impressive. He does. Because of the company that he's in. I mean he's the best swordsman of that whole crew. Right. But everyone else are beggars, rapists, cutthroats, murderers pickpockets Mm -hmm. he's a lord's son yeah that grew up with a master at arms teaching him stuff fair so it's like you know but where does he loot like what when has he lost i mean he has plot armor is the main thing i I mean it's part of it isn't it um he almost gets killed in the battle of the bastards yeah um he got killed by a chick but, with a bow and arrow. Almost died. He yeah. got shanked by a bunch of bros with a knife and actually died. You know, those are different circumstances, though. Like the the getting hit with the arrow—that was his lover. Mm-hmm. You know, that's um, getting shot out of nowhere. I I could name at least four but, guys in the show that could whoop his ass. I don't know. But you, the reason why I think John's higher is simply just because, like, everyone he's ever taken on, he's either hold his own or dominated. Mm. And I wouldn't. The only counter to that is he hasn't really faced anyone impressive because he's mm-hmm. up. But between Wildlings, White Walkers, and Whites, and, like, his brethren, mm-hmm. brethren like, he's dominated. Right, he he dominates. He's a he's a he's a bully. We like to call these units in forty k. They're they're bully units. He's a bully. Yeah, they're ones that can punch down really good. They can kick the shit out of yep. those low level guys. I'll name me five guys that will, would mop the floor with John. Okay, Sandor Clegane, the Hound, would dominate him. The Mountain would dominate him. Well, the Mountain, the Mountain's like a cheat code almost. Yeah, he's beatable. Um Oberon Martell would dominate him. Um, Jamie Lannister, before he lost his hand, would dominate him. Jamie's also. Would you say he's a five prior to losing his hand? Yeah, he's like a. He's not. He's a he, five minus for sure. Yeah, he's like a five minus four plus um, before losing his hand. Yeah. Um, Where's Ned Stark? Like prime Ned Stark. Prime Ned Starks would be John. He's probably a four. Okay. I would say. Um, Prime Robert Baratheon would crush John. 
Um, <laughs> it's hard to imagine what a prime Robert Baratheon looks like. Prime Robert Baratheon in the books and like the lore is yeah. a beast. Yep. He just was this massive dude that had a two-handed warhammer and mm-hmm. like would cave dudes like plate mail in. Yeah. And just yeah. Um, yeah, like all those would be John in a fight. Hundred percent. I'm trying to think of the I'm dis- not saying you're wrong. I just I've just never like John just always wins. He does because he's got the plot armor. He's the main character. I know, but like that that plays up it's like Batman in fighting. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of hate when people are like, Batman, Superman, Batman's going to win. Well, like, well no. he only wins when the plot allows him to win. It's otherwise a Superman easily. It's not even a fair fight. I forget the uh, uh, Captain of the Knights, or not, yeah, Captain of the the Kingsguard. Um, it's not Marin Trent. Oh. It's the guy that got his, when Joffrey became king, he like... Uh, he was the old guy that got killed by the harpies. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he uh Barristan tell me. Yep. Barristan sell me, something like that. Yeah, Sir Barristan. Yeah. Also legendary. Like Barristan in the books and lore and everything like that is like same scale as Arthur Dane. That high. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean he definitely proves it in the show when he goes against the harpies. Even though he lost, he was going against hundreds. Right. But like when you look deep down in the in like the books and everything, like they don't touch on like how badass this guy was. Hmm. I would really like a PvP like tournament of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like I would, it'd be awesome to just like actually see like where these characters would rank in a tournament. Yeah. Um. You have the last one. I know you just listed a bunch of them. Do you have a fun one to throw out? Tormund Giant Spain. The Ooh. big the big red headed. Yeah, I like Yep. He's just big. And he's big. He's a big barbarian. Um I mean floor is a three. Yeah. I mean I feel like that's insulting. Yeah, he's a three or three plus, but he gets he would get wrecked in one on one combat. Oh yeah, he doesn't like anyone his size. Um, like the hound would kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Well, you just got to talk about gear too. He's fighting a knight in full plate, yeah. and he's just running around in leather furs. Yeah, he's he's done. But I wouldn't. Here's the thing about like a lot of these. It's like they would go one on one. I feel like it really depends on like the situation. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, for example, like Oberyn Martell, would like he's at least a five minus, right? Mm-hmm. If not a five. He beat the mountain, mm-hmm. had him dead the rights, but just he got cocky. He got cocky. Um, he went to the he went for the message instead of just finishing the fight, and he lost. Wait, where do you rank the mountain? Four plus, four plus. Yeah, okay. So like skill wise, he's like a three plus, but just like his size. It's just, yeah, it's his brute strength and size that just it. His biggest downfall is his stamina yeah. and like quickness. Most people that try to fight him in his style is going to lose every time. I feel like he actually has great stamina. Like I wouldn't say he has great stamina compared to like a like a normal regular sized fighter, like great stamina, but great stamina for his size. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just beat him and slow him down that way. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to come up with a different way to fight him. He beats anybody in a brawl. 
Yeah. He beats everybody. He probably beats Arthur Dane in a brawl. Yeah. But Arthur Dane would be a smart enough swordsman where he would not fight him in that no. in that way. So, okay. Last question, then we can move on to mine. And mine can be quick, too. It doesn't have to be that. Because we kind of talked about this a little bit. My question. This is going to be a whole YouTube video. I'm like wanted this to be a YouTube video almost. Who would win in a PvP tournament if we set it up? Who do you think would be like the final four out of everybody? Every main character that, not every main character, but every character that's talked about in the show, in the books, in the lore. Give me your top four. Like if this was a March Madness of 64 fighters. Or Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, top four. Top four. No, no particular order or right. Uh, just no, no order. No, you don't have to give me a rating either. Just give me your top four. Who do you think would make the top four? Um, Aegon, uh, Aegon the Conqueror, um, Arthur Dane. Um, we just got Barristan. Barristan, tell me and. That's a tough one. I need one more good one. I don't know. We'll go Rob we'll go Prime Robert Baratheon. Okay. Um I forget Matt Smith's character in House of Dragons. Oh, um Might be Damon. A- yeah. Damon. Right? Yeah. Damon Targaryen. The only reason why I mentioned him is because he had a scene where he takes on like a, at least 10, uh, I forget what their people are called. He takes like 10 on a fight and just individually kills like a whole platoon of people to the point where I'm like, I don't even believe this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Those four. Khal Drago? No. Not, nah, not skilled enough. Not geared enough. That's fair. He doesn't have armor. Yep. I mean, you saw in that fight with Khal um, Drago's like prime lieutenant. Oh yeah. And uh, Jorah Mormont. Jorah Mormont's about as average of a knight as you get. Yep. And he just kicked the shit out of him. He literally just soaked that. Uh, I forget what their their their, their swords are called. Mm-hmm. But he literally just like it's it would be like real plate armor. He just soaked it, took it, and then like killed the dude. Hmm. He would be able to beat a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, just because he is a good fighter, but like, yeah, no, his gear, once, once he go his gear and his gear and fighting style just wouldn't do well with like Westerosi knights. Well, good job. I like this topic. That was fun. That made, that one made me think. I did was not prepared for that one. Who are your other? Huh? Do you have any other ones in the top oh. Royal Rumble? I have one left. Um, Brian? Oh, Brianna Tarth? Yeah. And Arya. Arya's kind of an underdog right there. Yeah, those two. Those are like the two I'm like, ooh, where would you rank those? And Joffrey would just be one. He was like one. I was like, <laughs> where does Joffrey rank? Yeah, he's a one. He's probably a one minus. I mean, he's good at shooting hookers with crossbows. That's about it. He's like a three in that. Yeah, he's right. A, he's close range. Yeah. And they weren't. Then they weren't running. He did. Do you know how much hate mail and like real life hate 
uh, that poor guy actually got real life. It was terrible. I hate when like fans when I hear stories like that where fans were like actually like um, sending like they're hating on the actors for being great actors. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you hate him for being a great Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Like I I love Joffrey as a character. He's a horrible trash human being, mm-hmm. but as a character, he's like a five for a character. Mm-hmm. He's a great character. To, he's interesting. You hate him because. He's hateable. Mm-hmm. You like hateable characters. Do you know that hate and like or hate and love are like right next to the same, right next to each other with neurons? I believe it. So like, if you want to make a first impression, like, you either want to be hated or love. There you go. Because you can always switch it. What you don't want to be is boring. And is that why they always say like nice guys finish last? Yeah, because like like, girls, you, ladies want a little bit of an asshole. A little bit because like you love the asshole. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, Jamie. If Jamie was just a boring, nice guy, no one would give a shit about Jamie. He was great because he's redeemable. I love... I think Jamie has one of the best, um, like, character progressions of any character I've ever watched. I'm willing to say that. I think Jamie becomes... Like, has a very long journey. I think when you say redeemable character redemption arcs, you think of Jamie Lannister. Right. I think of Jamie Lannister when I hear redemption arc. Mm-hmm. And just, like, character development. Yeah. He changes characters every season. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about his character that changes every single season. He's, he, like, improves to be likable. Mm-hmm. But then, in the end, like, he still is, like, he keeps those core values that are technically good but got him into trouble. Yeah. And that is, like loyalty and love to the people he loves in his family it just the happens r- to be his sister loyalty to the wrong people Loyalty to the wrong people like he's i'm curious he's loyal he's loyal to a fault i'm curious if the books will go that route because i heard like the books like the show was based off like george r, r. martin's like ending loosely loosely but i feel like george r. george r. r i want to call him george george r. r martin not george r r martin I feel like he, like, what the outline set up is actually a great story. They just didn't understand the details. Mm-hmm. And the details is what makes Game of Thrones great. Mm-hmm. All right. This could be a whole other maybe episode. We just, maybe we just have to have Game of Thrones episode, too. You know what I, I mean? I think so. It could very easily. You know, I wasn't planning on it, but I did rewatch all of it. And I was, like, giving my fresh takes as I was watching it. Sure. Yeah. Let's 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 plan on it. So like I, it. I just enjoy the lore of Game of Thrones. All right, let's get through this last rating. Okay. All right. Video game worlds. Not, no. Nerd worlds in general. Which ones you'd want, like, if you had to get teleported and transferred into a world. Okay. What would be the rating of these worlds? Got it. So, uh, my first one is obviously Pokemon. Pokemon. Of course. I gave it two different rankings. Now, if if it's if this is Pokemon in the anime, the video games, like if this is like the the rules and the tone of those settings, mm-hmm. it's a five. It's an automatic five. Yeah. And they have free healthcare. For Pokemon at least. For Pokemon at least, right? At least. Like what's not the love about free healthcare for Pokemon? Like every like you can be a trainer for free. Mm-hmm. Like there's no not a whole lot of setup. You just go there and boom, you get a free Pokemon. Yeah, there definitely is a difference between like real life and like you know the the anime version of yeah. Pokemon. Because if you think about it, like how responsible, like hey, you're 12 now, go fuck <laughs> off in the world, like just imagine, and go catch monsters. Imagine sending your ten your ten year old kid like, all right, bye, you're out of the house now. 
Yep. See ya. Go become a Pokemon master. I give it. I give it a three if it's realistic. Right. Imagine like seeing a bee draw at your window. Mm-hmm. Like we have a. I have a hornets or a wasp nest in my window right now that I have to take care of. If those are fucking bee drill, I I'm just moving. I just remember seeing like an AI generated like real life Pokemon and a bunch of them, and there was this like AI generated thing of an Onyx coming out of a cave, and I was just like, hard nope. <laughs> I was thinking Onyx. Just imagine Onyx coming through your like living room and just mm-hmm. poof. Or like you know, your kid brings home a Charmander and it just starts the house on fire. You know, hey, let's go to the lake for the Fourth of July. I get eaten by a Gyarados, <laughs> and it's fresh water too, at least. Right. Yeah. Or like you know, you're driving down the road and there's a traffic jam. What's the what's in the way? A fucking Snorlax is sleeping on the road. Like, if it's realistic, it's a three. Mm-hmm. It's still great. It's still wonderful. <laughs> but there'd be a lot more tragedy. In the oh, world. yeah. There'd be so many deaths by, you know, natural predators and things like that. Oh, man. No, I like, I, if it was real, it would be like, it, that's it. I mean, you have the technology to catch these things, and it's really common to have those things as guardians or defenders mm-hmm. or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... It wouldn't be as dangerous as you think, but like, yeah, I definitely like a two or a three. Imagine crossing the wrong ten-year-old, and they just like throw out a Mewtwo, and you just and your eyes start bleeding. <laughs> like that'd just be terrifying, and not just any Mewtwo. He mega evolves it to like a Mewtwo Y or X or something, mm-hmm. or just even a Charizard. Yeah, anime version. I mean, I would go like a four. A four? Yeah. I'm not as huge of a Pokemon fan as yeah. you are, but I still no. It'd still be a an interesting world to be in. Oh, yeah. I still give it a five just for fact it's free healthcare for Pokemon. <laughs> Forget people. Pokemon are fine, though. The Pokemon are, like, the people in the world just seem very nice. They're always, like, helpful and, like, giving. Like, if there is, like, an asshole in the world, they're, like, shunned upon. Okay. At least in the, like, older animes. All right. Dystopian uh, Fallout future. You stole mine again. Oh, man. Well, I guess we just scraped it. <laughs> um, you want to start or should I? I mean, realistically, like rating how it would be like to live in there would be terrible. <laughs> it would. Like radiation, mutants, giant insects, raiders. Uh, yeah, slavers. Yeah, slavers. Like life expectancy would be terrible. Um, but like cool factor. Like power armor and laser guns and Liberty Primes and aliens exist. Yep, you could live in a vault for your whole your whole life. No, it would be a solid. Like it would be a a a very depressing existence. So I mean, it would be meh. It'd be a two. I have two. Like it's trash, but there's some good spots. There's some, you know. Yeah. Um. There's some good aspects of it. You can be whoever you want to be. There's not really a a governing agent that was going to tell you no mm-hmm. and if there is you just move i'm likely going to die before you're probably going to die you know in some terrible fashion so that's why it's not a desirable place to no. be but it's a myth it'd so, be fun it's like you know it's most people are miserable but hey someone's happy somewhere yeah, there, sure. there's a oasis somewhere out there for you yeah. where it's a five existence i mean if i was the lone wanderer or i was you know the the courier then, then it's a five. Oh yeah, because you know I'm the main character. I think I'm gonna do the wild card mission where I'm gonna, you know, con- try to control New Vegas myself. Mm-hmm. That's a five for me. Yeah, I'm playing my D and D character where I'm just going like, what's the most interesting route? There you go. And I just realize I'm just playing myself. Yeah. 
And honestly, like, your first characters in D and D are usually that way. They're like very similar to what you would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another character I want to play next, where it's just the evil character, mm. but it's still like it's not. Because um, right now I'm playing chaotic neutral, but mm-hmm. this one's chaotic evil. True. Like you're just doing like the most evils. Yeah. Definitely gonna go with Legion on that one. Just because I feel like the Legion would be like the most interesting. Where like this is the most evilest, like interesting route to go. Are they that evil though? Legion? Are they anywhere more evil than the NCR? It, we gotta save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. We're doing a follow one. Yep. This is our preview for Fallout. <laughs> um. Ah, shoot! You took my two. I only had two, huh? No, oh, I had three. You took my two. Um, Stardew Valley. You ever play? Nope. I did. It's like um, Harvest Moon. Oh, so cute, chibi anime farmers. Hey, it's a cool eight-bit game. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying what it is. I just want to put it up there. I'm like, four. It seems peaceful. Yeah. There's no bills. I don't know if I ever paid a bit for bills. I just got to farm. Yeah, just farm and live. And like, it's a great, it's a great life. I give it a four. Yeah. Um, you got one? Sure. I gotta uh, come up with another one. Middle Earth. Ooh. Where in Middle Earth? I feel like that matters. Mm. You can pick. Oh, what's the um, the Shire? Shire would be awesome. That's a five. That's a solid five. <laughs> That's just good, wholesome, like country folk. All I do is eat and drink. <laughs> that sounds like a great existence. Yeah, that that's great. Like I mean. I fucking love breakfast. So, like, if someone's like, you want second breakfast? I'm like, fuck yeah. This is just the expectation. Overall, I would say a four, though. I definitely think it would be a good place to live. There's enough good places in there yeah. that you can live a long, good life. Mm-hmm. But, like, magic exists. Dragons exist. Like, all this cool stuff exists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm all about high fantasy. Yeah. So, you are. like, you know living in Mordor, that would be a solid one, you know. <laughs> one minus? One minus, you know, if you're a, if you're a human. You what know, if you're an orc, though? If you're orc, probably, you know, good orky stuff to do there. <laughs> you know, you get to fight things. And... What if you're a good orc? What if you're a lawful good orc? Yeah. True like, story. You know, like, what do you do then? Like, guys, I don't know if this is what we should be doing. Should we be killing these humans? They, feel, they seem fine. Yeah, they're not that bad, right? <laughs> guys? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> and you are now the next meal. Can we make that as a movie, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. <laughs> the awful orc who has to like convince like other races that he's good, but then like he has to convince the orcs that like, hey, maybe our ways aren't that great. Yeah, you know, that's a side story. Mm-hmm. I still want to do that podcast at one point. I have another podcast I want to do. I'll I'll pitch it to you after. Sure. Uh, last one, I think. Star Wars. Ooh. This one's hard for me. You know... It, it varies. Um, you know, living under a galactic regime of pseudo-Nazis. Andor makes it at least a two-minus for me. Yeah. If you haven't watched Andor, you should. It's good. There's, there's got to be some good planets out there. Oh. You know, I mean, there's got to be, you know, like, good planets there that, that are, like, paradise worlds and things like that. Cause okay. Um, if anyone's who listened who's listened to the Mandalorian, I've talked about this a lot. Andor makes its the Empire seem like legit and just horrible existence. You're essentially living over under to, to 
totalitarianism. Or I cannot say it. Totalitarian? Yeah. Yeah, one. Um, you're living under oppressive regime. Mm-hmm. And it's just an awful experience because everyone's just, they're, they're just there to survive. They're just there to try to survive, and that's it. Whereas there's another world, Mandalorian Season 3. I call this like Lib Heaven. Yeah. Because it's like these people live in a dome. The leaders are Jack Black and Lizzo. Okay. They they play different characters. I forget their names. Um, <laughs> I just know it's Jack Black and Lizzo. But like no one works. All the robots do the work. So like the entire time you just party. Yeah. Like the elites there, they they just party. You're oppress- you're oppressing the robots though, Jake. No, no, no. Here's the thing though. The robots in the episode want they're old robots they're robots of the empire okay and so like they mention how they're like no 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 they're robots of the uh, confederacy okay no fed not confederacy um the trade federation okay so they actually mention like no we want to be here. We want to serve. This is our purpose is to serve. We were designed to serve. Mm-hmm. We want to serve these humans because and during this, there's like a whole robot mystery. Mm-hmm. Like who's killing, like who's making the robots do bad things. There's a whole mystery to it. And the robots or the, yeah, the whole, the robots during this episode was like, no, nah, we want like this to be solved because we want to serve the humans. So they don't kill us. So, are you repressing the robots? I don't know. They're kind of they're serving their purpose. They're doing their thing. Yeah. What is my purpose? You serve butter. Mm-hmm. What is my purpose? You just serve button butter. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna throw out a last one. Okay. Um, you might not know about this, but like, um, the 40k universe, there's this long stemming <laughs> joke about how, um, like you know everybody's like, oh yeah, you know that would be a total thing, and like you know. It'd be okay to live in here. Every 40k fan in the world would be like, "Nope, hard one minus." It is the worst universe to live in. We've asked this a lot, and everyone was. I think one minus is about right. Yep. At least, at least the two is like the the ceiling for this. I mean, yeah, for certain people, it it could be just fine. If you're a noble that lives on a pleasure world and you don't see anything for your entire life, yeah, it'd be a great universe to live in. Oh yeah, but like ninety nine point nine nine seven percent of the rest of the human population is living in squalor, and like object poverty, and like basically pseudo slavery. Yeah, that's and, you know more about it, but like from what I heard, oh, it yeah sounds about right. And like you know these genetically engineered you know like Spartans basically from Halo, those things get killed by the aliens and monsters of this universe so imagine what it's like for the common the common yeah. dude not good nope not good all right well man we've been i like how we like discussed cutting this short and then we're just like you know what f it we're gonna yeah, go just keep just roll with it so but under two hours which means this Sweet. could be a youtube video hell yeah all right well thanks tom for coming on thank you very much and for everyone listening still if you want to rate this episode please do on our facebook page or youtube page or whatever page that you find this on please give us a rating oh as long as it's a five plus i mean if you if you truly think it's like a well i hope if it's a one just stop listening yeah if you if you think it's like a two three or four please give us a rating if you think it's a five 
definitely give us a rating? I th- yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if I believe it yet. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone listening.